back in Indianapolis after a year off? Oh, it's great. I mean, I've always enjoyed Indy. And of course, been involved in the competition committee for a long period of time. It's uh, you know, something I look forward to. And it's good to recap the season, good to look at the things we can do better in as a league. And then, of course, have the excitement of, you know, putting 21 in the rearview mirror and, and looking toward the future and building our team. How much do you guys want to have the combine in Dallas, Arlington, Frisco, however you want to Metroplex? I'll start with Indy's been a great host. And uh, if the league so uh, chooses to move it, which it sounds like they might uh, around some, then we certainly want to be at the top of the list if we can. I mean, we'll be competitive and would love to host. Why? I just think it's great to, uh, you know, for, for our fans to have it in our market and ha let them have the experience of being around it. Uh, I think it's a positive thing. I think people, you know, can't get enough of the NFL and football, and I think it's great for them to see these young players uh, in our market, and uh, I think it'd be a great experience for them. You'd save some gas on the bus. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have to make the trip to Indy. It'd just have to, who knows where it'd go, Arlington or the Star, I don't know which. Mm. Peter, what was your reaction to that ESPN report about involved Rich Dalrymple, the cheerleaders, obviously, I think Jerry's addressed it, and I really don't have anything to add to what, what he said and what our statements have been. You know, where does the committee stand on the overtime rules? Does there need to be a change, and what does a change look like? We haven't gotten to that point yet, but I'm sure like everything, you know, the, the staff and then the league does a great job of putting an agenda together. And, uh, you know, historically we do a great job of working through that. And uh, I know people have strong feelings and strong opinions on those things. and. Uh, certainly there's a, a balance in, in terms of how that works. You know, we had one big game where one team never touched the ball, and we had another big game where both teams got to touch it. So, you know, it can work both ways, but uh, uh, it'll obviously be something we give a, a lot of thought to, and uh, hopefully we'll continue to make good decisions. Is there a way you lean on that right now? Would you like to see no, it? I want to see it. I want to see all the what, what the options are. Uh, I mean, I understand why we try to shorten overtime from a player you know, safety standpoint. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's a great argument that's made, you know, with giving both teams a chance to have an opportunity to win the game. I mean, that Buffalo-Kansas City game was one of the greatest games ever. And unfortunately, Buffalo never got a chance to get back out there and, and try to tie it up. But, uh, you know, it's like I said, it'll be something that we give a lot of thought uh, into, put a lot of thought into, and hopefully we'll make a good decision. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously we'll have to make some tough decisions. And, I mean, all the players that we have up for contract, we'd like to keep them all. But, uh, you know, the salary cap's a real thing. And certainly as uh, we move forward and you have a quarterback and every team experiences that has a franchise quarterback that they now paid him their second contract. And, you know, we just have to make some decisions. And, uh some tough ones, but I think the ones, you know, unfortunately, if we, we lose some a couple of good players and hopefully we'll continue to do a good job uh, with our drafting process and then look for value in free agency so we can draft uh, the way we've historically drafted, which is not on a need basis, but on a, you know, best player available basis. Do you expect, do you expect Murray Cooper to be on the roster in 2022? It's too early for me to uh, address that yet. I mean, we're continuing to have conversations. Uh, a lot of things affect affect that in terms of, uh, you know, we've obviously been so fortunate to have 
you know, those three great receivers on our roster. And obviously that's hard to keep doing, uh, you know, under a salary cap. And certainly, you know, Sed did a really nice job for us and he's up. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's some moving parts to that that we'll have to continue to massage as we move forward. Not being vaccinated, does that have any impact on the decisions you guys make going forward? No, no. I think it's a week like this to kind of show where you lean in some of those decisions that are being made this offseason. I think it's a little early, uh, in my opinion. I mean, you come here with an agenda wanting to get a lot done. I mean, we're going to meet with, you know, between Adam and myself and Mickey Loomis and Will and Coach. I mean, I bet we're going to meet with over two dozen agents. So. Uh, but still, I think people are, you know, they're just feeling it out. So uh, you come hoping you might get some things done, but uh, usually we're still a little early yet. Going back, you have to make a decision, you know, just on the contract by March 22nd? Uh, you know what? I'll get that for you. I don't, okay. I don't have the date right at my fingertips right now. 50 years. Yeah. March 20th. Something like that. So you mm-hmm. you have to make that. So that's that's part of it. Do you ask? I mean, is, is a pay cut on it? I know you guys. Like I said, I don't want to address any of that in terms of the details of anybody's contract or who's going to be here and who's not going to be here. I mean, that's a work in progress for us right now. With Marcus Lawrence, is, is is that the same? Decision? Same same thing. I mean, we go through every player on our roster, and uh, you know, I know you guys want to. You know, may target guys that you think we may be looking at, and usually those are the guys who are making a lot of money. And so, uh, you know, that's why they that comes with making money. I mean, unfortunately, in this league is, you know, is the value there. And uh, uh, certainly, we'll work through that. I mean, we're talking about two great football players we're talking about right there, Marcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper. And I mean, I hold them up here in terms of, you know, what we think about them. But we also have to put the full 53-man roster together. It's been several years since at this time of the year you weren't thinking about Dak's contract or at least weren't needing to negotiate it. How does that change what this week looks like? Well, y'all are bored. In all seriousness, it's it's super nice, uh, you know, not to have to be focused on just him. And uh, I'm sure he feels the same way, (laughs) that the spotlight's not on him. Uh, But uh, it does allow you to look at the bigger picture of, you know, what we're going to do with this roster. And we, you know, as you know, we really felt good about our roster this year and uh, feel that we can have another good roster again, but we're going to have to massage this and we're not going to be able to keep everybody and we're going to have to be efficient in free agency and we're going to have to be efficient in the draft. So there's nothing with the Rams winning the Super Bowl doing it the way they did it that changes your guys' perspective on any of that stuff? You know, there's a lot of different ways to do things and certainly hats off to them. I mean, they had a hell of a year and won a Super Bowl and uh, certainly, you know, they went about it in a way that's pushing a lot of chips out there. So, you know, there's some forms of all of this, uh, you know, that we'll probably uh, decide where we want to be. Uh, you know, feel like we've got a, a lot of good young players on this football team and you, you know, don't want to just be starting over, uh, if you will, you know, if we did too much because you can obviously, you know, we could do some things that would allow us to keep most of our guys, if we wanted to push it all out, but then we'll have a much bigger problem, uh, you know, next year and the year after that. Do you not expect the cap to go up <coughs> exponentially? You hear that? Is it when you say that? Well, I, I think it'll go up. I think it'll go back to where it was, but we obviously, you know, with the pandemic, it pushed it back. And that affected a lot of contracts in this league that were done based on things being status quo before the pandemic. I mean, you got to, as you know, we do a lot of five-year contracts.
And so, you know, you've got to catch up and make up uh, for some of that. So it took the typical increases that you might have seen and, uh, you know, took money away from the cap over these years as we get the pot right with the players. So you don't see it go from, say, 208 this year to 228, 230 next year? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they, we don't quite have our finger right on that. The league uh, hasn't given it to the team. So, you know, you can do your own little machinations with it and, and understand that. I mean, I do think there's going to be increases to the cap. I just don't know, uh, you know, to what degree. Talking about you know the talent you had last year, what do you need to improve? Um, I mean the things that jump out, uh, you know, would be in general. Uh, you know, I, I think we got to be more disciplined on the penalty front. I think Mike and the coaches understand that. I think that was a, a tough thing for us. Uh, you know, even in the 49er game, I think we had 14 penalties uh, in the 49er game. Uh, so I think we definitely uh, can improve there. Uh, everybody always wants to run the ball better. Uh, we want to be more efficient uh, running the football. But uh, you know, Mike's you know going through you know all this with the coaches right now and where we can get better and you know, what we might want to do different. But uh, there's no question we have to get better because we weren't good enough this year to get it done. Back to more. Make up front, offensive line. You know, obviously Tom is the well, all things are in play. I mean, uh, you know, I'll keep bringing guys up. I mean, we're not going to address individuals, right. but uh, all of that's in play uh, when you're trying to figure out what's going to give you the best chance to win and, uh, you know, who you keep, who you move on from. Uh, you know, those are going to be tough decisions because I have so much respect. Uh, for the men who were on the team this year. And uh, when you're not going to be able to keep some of these guys, it's tough. When you have as much money tied already to your offense and to your offensive line, is it difficult to address in, through free agency some of the spots on the offensive line where you might be looking to improve this offseason? Does the draft a more logical avenue given where you guys are financially? In general, yeah. From a money standpoint, if, you know, if I'm looking into a crystal ball right now, I see most of our money that would go toward free agency going to our current players. Now, that doesn't mean that won't change, that we don't come across a value on a player that we said, hey, it's just one we got to take. So I don't want to rule it out. But in general, it'll go to our players, and then we have to be efficient in the draft in terms of improving the team. Back to the decision ahead on Amari, his usage, not just production, but in terms of how often he was targeted even when he was on the field, it was it was down. Mm -hmm. What do you make of his relative lack of involvement, especially for someone you know, who's got the contract of a number one wide receiver? I just think uh, it's an offensive philosophy. And with, you know, when we had the, the skilled players that we had, uh, you know, between Kellen and Dak, I think there was a progression of, you know, where you threw the ball. And depending on how the defense played you, uh, it would point the ball to, you know, to certain places where, hey, if they're going to double over here and they're going to double over the top over here, then that's going to dictate that the ball goes here. So. I think it's more of a system deal. It wasn't a thing where we just said, hey, we, we're not going to target Amari as much. So is that the right based system? Based on the system, then does that make financial so you're not getting your investment dollars? We go through all that. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to get into individually this stuff. But, yes, all that plays into how we invest. With Coach McCarthy and where he is entering his third season, is it how tough a spot is it maybe externally when – Sean Payton rumors are going to be out there 
Jerry said what he said about Dan Quinn. Is he facing an uphill climb? No, I don't think so. I just think, unfortunately, you know, when you're uh, when you're a coach, when you're a quarterback, a player for the Cowboys, uh, you know, you're going to get a lot of attention, and sometimes it's not all not going to all be positive. I mean, Jerry and I know that better than anybody. I mean, you're going to, you know, if you're going to have people who are, you know, going to be your critics, people are going to, you know, step up and have question marks. But we feel good about Mike. Why is he still the right guy? Why is he? Well, I think uh, one we went. Uh, you know, what do we go, 12 and 5? So, you know, most people consider that a success. It's not around here because we want to win a championship. Uh, I think his uh, track record speaks for itself. I mean, he's won Super Bowls. He's been to championship games. Uh, I love the way uh, his leadership style is. I think he's got a great pulse uh, for our football team and uh, just feel like he's the right guy for us. Do you want to see him more involved in the offense this year uh, with Kellen than he has been his first couple of years? You know, I think he's more involved than you think he is. Let's start with that. And But, no, I think he's going to, you know, knowing we need to take the next step, I think everybody's going to, you know, turn it up another notch, if you will. In keeping Kellen and Dan, continuity is a thing you guys talk about. Why is why is that a big deal to keep both of your coordinators? Well, I think offensively we were, I think, either one or two in the league. So that's a nice reason why. Uh, we obviously needed to play better against the 49ers, but we did have a top-ranked offense. And then defensively, we took a huge step. And uh, I think our defense played hard, and I think they played well, and I think we'll play better. Can you look at how? And I think one of our, I think our special teams unit is one of the best in the league. Uh, whether it's the Goose's measurements or whoever, <laughs> whoever ranks special teams, I think, uh, you know, I think all three of our coordinators did an outstanding job. And, Obviously, they did a great job because Mike's done a great job as a head coach. How do you put all that together if you're number one in yards or two, whatever, in points and things, and then there were so many games in the second half of the season where the offense didn't look like it was on track, didn't play. Is any of, the, any of those stats bumped up from 50 points against Washington and Philly and 43 against Atlanta that make, make it seem something might not be? We have to get better. I mean, we didn't win a Super Bowl, so we have to get better. And I think I said that it's not good enough. I mean, we gotta we gotta play better on uh, on the bigger stage. I mean, obviously one of our biggest uh, thorns in our side is we haven't won a playoff game, and that's there, that's real, and uh, we have to change that. We gotta play better in these big games. Huh? I don't think so. I mean, these players turn over. You know that, Clarence. I mean, it's a different group of guys. You're gonna turn over a third of your roster in the NFL every year. So, you know, Dax Young, he's just getting going, and I don't think it's a mental thing at all. When you look at the success you had with young defensive guys last year and how effective Dan was as a coach and a teacher, does it make you think let's keep investing in the draft defensively because Dan will coach them up? Well, I think what you want to invest in in the draft is the best possible player, and that's what happened with Micah and Spades. I mean, a lot of people looking, what did you draft Micah for? You got Jalen, you got Layton, and uh, now they're both free agents, and Micah's considered one of the better defensive players in the league. So if you set your team up and allow yourself to take the best player available, I think that's how you have efficient drafts. What worked in your evaluation process to find Mike in a way that 11 teams didn't think he deserved at first? Just think it's doing your work and giving the guy the grade that he deserves and not say, well, we don't necessarily need this guy, so you know we're not going to grade him as hard. I mean, we go through a thorough process on every player knowing that you could have a surprise and some of these players could drop to you. So 
I just think it's being thorough in your evaluation process. He's talked since the Super Bowl that uh, he played with a knee injury that he suffered in training mm -hmm. camp. Did you guys know about that and just talk about what he was able to accomplish playing all season with the knee injury? Well, uh, you know, I'm not going to speak to the – I mean, all these guys have – and I'm not at all saying that his injury wasn't significant. I mean, he, only he knows how much it bothered him. So, uh, as you know, in the NFL, a lot of guys are out there playing uh, from Zeke to right on down the line. Probably every offensive lineman, we all know about how physical our game is. So, uh, you know, for Micah to be extraordinarily tough, though, and play through that doesn't surprise me. Do you think your loyalty and patience with Randy will uh, have some payoff this offseason or should it have some payoff? That you stuck with him through his difficult time. I mean, you hope so. I mean, I hope that's the case with all of our guys out here, that they really want to be in Dallas. And there's a lot of advantages to being a Cowboy. There's a lot of advantages to living in Dallas, Texas, in terms of uh, the business part of things. So, you know, you just hope at the end of the day you do, you know, when we sit right down to it and we're trying to make this thing work, uh, that we are going to have people, uh, agents and players, uh, give us a chance. I wanted to give you an opportunity without harping on it because I respect what you said earlier. But anytime there's a report like the one that came out, some will question what the culture is like, you know, when something like that comes out. And so I wanted to give you the chance. What's the culture within the Cowboys today and what has it been? And do you feel it is? I feel like we have a, a solid culture. Uh, you can always be better. Uh, you know, you strive to get better every day in every area. So that'd be my comment. You, uh, you brought up Zeke. What's the you know, and, and wonder running the ball better. What's the confidence level that Zeke can still be that type of back, especially given uh, his salary, what he's making? Well, I just think, uh, you know, I want Zeke on my team. I mean, that guy, you're talking about playing through some, some injuries and some things that are hard. I mean, he is a com competitor. Uh, I think he's a damn good running back, and uh, I think he's going uh, to help us win this year. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, his contract, his money's guaranteed. He's going to be here. There's no question. So, uh, and we're fortunate to have it. How long did it take you to move past that 49ers loss? And was it longer than maybe some other season-ending losses? Were it was tougher. Thank you. I mean, one of the toughest ones in a while. I mean, we really, as you all know, we felt good about our football team. And uh, felt like we were playing well, uh, all, all three phases. And uh, felt like we had an opportunity to win the game in spite of uh, making it a little, making it difficult on ourselves with the penalties, uh, but uh, it was took a while, and uh, I think everybody took it hard. I think owners, coaches, players, everybody in the organization, you know, that's a tough one. As you guys do simple restructures to clear up cap space again, Dak's deal seems pretty straightforward. But how delicate and difficult are those decisions when you're talking about pushing money into the future? It's it's all. I mean, when we do our cap work, it's not just about this year. I mean, we've got cap sheet for 22, for 23, and 24. And when you toggle something, what does that do to those three years? So it's all, you know, it's all in the formula and it's all in the decision making. And, you know, there's a lot of moving parts to it. So uh, everybody's contract comes into play and uh, you're looking at each each one, you know, each of the line items when you're looking through that and where there might be opportunities. So it's kind of how, how that works. With all those cap situations to consider, how possible or likely do you think it is that y'all would use a tag this year on on one of your free agents? We have it ruled out. That's been in the strategy meetings. Where does this offseason rank in terms of difficulty and some of the ones that you've had in the past with all these challenges? It'd be up there. I mean, this is one, 
you know, obviously with the, the pandemic moving, tightening up the cap space, if you will. And then, of course, we're now back to dealing with a, uh, you know, a franchise quarterback that's getting paid like a franchise quarterback. And, you know, that starts to ramp up. And then, you know, I just feel like we've got a really good football team and we're trying to, uh, you know, trying to keep it together. And then naturally, some of these young players that, uh, you know, that are really developing right before our eyes here. I mean, they're top-end players. They're, they're eventually going to come up for a contract, too. So you got to keep that in mind as well. And so we're thinking about 23, 24 when, you know, these younger players start to come up again. So it's a, it's definitely a little, you know, it's a, a lot of moving parts to it. Talking about planning ahead and, and looking down the line, how or when did you really look at this offseason and see that it was going to be a tough we know, I mean, no, we've known it for two or three years now. I mean, like I said, we're usually looking at three years' worth of cap sheets. So a couple of years ago we saw this is going to be going, and especially when the pandemic hit and it, you know, brought the cap space back down. But doesn't it change some things, though, when you lose to the Fortnite in the first round as opposed to, let's say, you guys went to the NFC Championship game, let's say you guys went to the Super Bowl. Wouldn't it make it more where you'd be like, let's, we got to do whatever we can to bring this back. We were this close. Whereas when you lose a wild card round, maybe you're not as close as you thought you were. Yeah, I mean, all these games, I mean, our game was, you know, last play of the game, whether we win the game or not. And then San Francisco gets eliminated on the last play of the game. And every one of these games came down to the last play of the game. So, you know, we kind of look at it that way in terms of uh, where this thing is. And, you know, we just feel like we've got a really good football team that's got to clean some things up. Steven, how do you make the punt a safer play? Punt a safer play, we're good. <laughs> it's difficult. I mean, you, you saw how we made the kickoff a more special play. We took a lot of the returns out of the game. So, uh, you know, we hadn't gotten into the details of that yet. We've just spent a lot of time this morning on the injury data. I know you said it's too early to really make a call on that overtime rule, but do you think it's accurate to say that the league and its rules are more offensive favored than they were when the overtime rule was initially put in place? I would say in general, yes, that we're a more offensive league than we've ever been. I think that's a fair statement. And consequently, that's the unintended consequences of, you know, what that can affect, which is overtime. So it's a astute observation, but one will certainly take into consideration. How do you figure back to the combine, possibly coming to Dallas? How far along are you guys in that process of ramping up what you want your proposal and things that you can do with Frisco and Arlington and the municipalities yeah. that I wouldn't say we're way down the road. We're just in the early stages. No presentation's been made or no. anything like that? Mm -hmm. How do you fix the details, that, specifically in the passing game, that just seemed to be lacking really throughout the season, certainly mm -hmm. down the stretch? That was a real differentiator about why you guys' season came to a conclusion when it did. How do you do it? Yeah, oh, you, you get in there and you roll up your sleeves. I mean, we've got real smart people and Kellen and his staff. And, of course, Mike's background's impeccable in terms of uh, his background on offense. And, you know, you, you just get in there and you self-scout yourself. And then you figure, hey, we've got to do this better. We've got to do this better. We've got to do this better. We'll incorporate this. And you grind through it, not unlike we did on defense last year. I mean, it's something, and like you said, it's not like we're, we're starting at the bottom here. I mean, we had a very productive offense last year. We talk a lot about how players develop in this league year to year, within season. How, how true does that hold for a young coach like Kellen, you know, getting another year of experience and getting a chance to build uh, off last year? I think any coach tells you 
you know, that really work at it, they only get better with each year. It's like a, a football player, too. If you continue to work at it, you continue to get better. You better about staff-wise, are you guys set? Is it Joe Bowden out is he on? Has he joined you guys? He hasn't joined us yet, no. Is there any so other that's the only place we're really missing right now. But you never know. I mean, we you never know if you might add somebody who's not going to have a job this year that's getting paid by another staff. I mean, we've done that before. So we wouldn't totally rule that out. Receiver coaches. Yes. That it, guys? Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you.